Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, what's going on? Uh, you know, it's uh, middle of summer, it's hot, and uh, but I'm in air conditioning, so I'm doing well. How about yourself, Eric? Well, I was thinking about people yesterday. I, I, they've been doing water drives around here because Ooh. it has been incredibly hot. Yesterday, was the, the heat index was 110. And oh, I'm my just gosh. Thinking, God dang, man. I am blessed to be in an air-conditioned building, my house. Mm-hmm. And I work here as well in my, in my home. So yeah, it's, it's getting a workout, but gee, many Christmas, it's, it's just too hot out there. And speaking of hot, it's hot in the studio because you're doing an interview today. <laughs> there you go. Good segue. <laughs> nice transition. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who'd you bring in? Uh, so today I have Gina with me and, you know, we've talked a lot about our planning process, all the advanced planning we do, the investment process, wealth transfer, et cetera. I absolutely can never possibly do it by myself. And so I'm fortunate enough to have Gina on our team. And what Gina does is she helps us primarily with all our marketing and communications, which is critical because you know we have all these thoughts in our brains and strategies we propose and implement. But if someone's not translating for me and making it sound better so that normal people can understand it or hear it, we wouldn't have any success. So I, I, I'm so grateful that Gina's here. So what I thought I'd do is just introduce Gina to the world to the listeners, et cetera. How does that sound, Eric? I, I, I this is fantastic because Gina and I have met virtually, meaning like through email and things like that. And the funny thing is, is that she helps keep me on track too, Tim. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that or not. I haven't paid her. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm just relying on your wallet for that, but she helps to keep me on track with emails and things. So Gina, thank you for being here. It's nice to actually meet you in, in person kind of. Thank you, Eric. It's nice to meet you too. All so, right, Tim. Eric, I'll, Eric, I'll tell you that I went to University of Illinois and you know, in spite of the fact that Gina went to IU, you know, she's an Indiana fan. You know, she's here. Just kidding, of course. But a little bit of rivalry. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, Gina, I thought I'd ask you first just to talk a little bit about your education leading up to, you know, when we first met, when you first joined Hightower Great Lakes. Sure. So, like Tim said, I went to Indiana University in Bloomington. I went and got my undergrad in communications and sociology with a minor in marketing. So I'm kind of a little all over the place. And then I did go on and get my master's, a one-year program in information systems with a, I focused on cybersecurity. So I have a mixed bag of a background, but I did find myself drawn to marketing. So that's how I ended up in the position that I'm in now. And and just talking a little bit about that very diverse education, the skill set you, you took out of IU, as you look back now at Gina in college versus Gina, what kind of... Well, how do you think that's helped you prepare for joining our team and doing some of the communications or pretty much all the communications for our firm? I think that it helped me in that I am a lifelong learner and I've known that since I was young. So I went to college and I was interested in so many different things. And that's how I was kind of able to transition from digital marketing for you know different clients. Um, that was my previous job and kind of move into the financial services sector and I think if I wasn't a lifelong learner, I wouldn't be able to have this job because 
at least for me, learning about finances is a little tricky, not having that background. So I've had to kind of learn as I go. Um, like when I started, I didn't know what an ETF was. Um, I don't know if that's silly of me, but yeah, I've just learned so much in the past two and a half years that I've been here. Um, and I think I really started that foundation at university. And and if you were looking back, so if, if somebody listening is in college or going to college, or you know, a lot of our clients are have kids and grandkids either in school or you know ready to go to school, what would you tell like the the high school Gina? Like maybe some of the things would it, would you still do the same degrees? Would you add something? Maybe concentrate more? Yeah, that's a good question. High school me, um, <laughs> she had no idea what she wanted to do. I actually thought I was going to be a pharmacist when I was in high school. Uh, um, my uncle's a pharmacist, so thought I was going to follow him. Then I realized I do not like chemistry. Um, luckily, I figured that out in high school and didn't try and do organic chemistry in college. I've heard some horror stories about that. But I think I would tell high school me um, maybe to focus a little bit more on the business aspect. I know we have Kelly School of Business at IU. It's a great school. I went there for my master's, but I wish that I would have focused a little bit on business administration when I was in college. I think that could have helped me kind of understand the business side of things, but luckily I am able to learn here. But if I would have had that foundation, I think um, it would have been a little bit more helpful and obviously um, learned a bit more about finances. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because the, uh, the, Tim College me went to, um, I was an engineering student for about a semester. <laughs> then I transferred over to accounting because I just thought the the sciences were just going to be too hard. But I look back and I think, boy, I took all business and accounting and I probably should have taken more sociology or mm -hmm. psychology. So maybe it, the, the theme is a little more diverse, broad right. range of skill sets. Has the sociology part of it helped? Oh, yeah, it really has. Sociology is one of my passions. I still read books on that, um, similar to what I did in school. That's It's funny because Eric mentioned that he's a nerd for podcasting. I'm a, definitely a nerd for sociology. Um, it's I love it. It's something I like to read in my off time. I read during lunch all the time. So I definitely think that it's helped because you don't really understand how emotional finances can be until you're in it. And I just know that it helps me understand the psychology of clients and how they really take this so emotionally. It's their money. It's their livelihood. So I think that really helps me understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And I'll just say that that part of the business normally takes literally years to really pick up. So, you know, it's amazing. I think maybe the sociology background plus your empathy has really allowed you to pick it up faster because it's really not about the money. It's really about people's goals, people's lives, and their ability to reach those goals and support their families and their favorite charities and things like that. So Absolutely. That's big. So let's fast forward to now. Um, you know, so what do you talk about your role here and how you think maybe communications with our clients and on behalf of us for our, to our clients really helps Hightower Great Lakes? So I guess I should start with saying that I'm the marketing communication manager um, that might help you understand what I do, but communication really helps the clients because in the world of finance, things are changing constantly, whether it's something that Congress is enacting. I know the SECURE Act was something that I dealt with um, when I first started here. There's so many things that are constantly changing that clients need to know, and it can't be something that you're telling them 
you know, a month from now. They need to know these things now. And I think being able to get this communication out in the channels that they're most likely to see it um, and it, on a timely basis is something that is incredibly important and it's something that I have to focus on over pretty much everything else because at the end of the day, clients are the most important thing. And like I said about the sociology aspect, they I feel like they feel better when they're getting timely information. So I just have to make sure that I'm coordinating with the team and making sure that we're getting accurate information out quickly. And then you mentioned just a minute, just re- now um, in the channels that people want to take in the information. T- you know, talk a little bit about that because you know I'm I grew up old school. I'm trying to learn. You know, teaching new dogs, new tri- old dogs, new tricks. But um, talk about some of the channels and how you uh, mix them up with communications that we generate. Sure. So I think the the primary channel that we communicate with clients is email. But at the same time, we've realized that some clients never check their email, um, you know, just a personal thing. So we also will call for some people, we'll mail things out physically for those who prefer that. Um, but for the younger generation, I know that we focus a lot on social media, um, next gen clients, that's where they're at. We also have done something really interesting, which is doing more videos. And I would encourage anyone that's listening to go to the video page on our website if you'd like to see what we're doing. Um, Tim's done a great job with those, but it's really just creating content in the medium that clients are interested in and finding them where they're at. Instead of trying to pull them in, you're finding them. And that's really how you're going to get the information to them. You don't want to say, hey, you come find me if you want this information. You want to give it to them where they're at. And then along those lines, uh, similarly, so what, what I know when I was in accounting, I first out of college, I was an auditor and I thought, you know, being a historian and doing the same things all the time isn't as much fun as maybe doing things different. Not everyone really likes that, you know, having so much change or uh, not as much structure. So have you found that in a, your in your communications role, when you're trying to get stuff out quickly, it, it seems like it would be pretty, not as structured, maybe you have to really be work, be able to work on the fly. I mean, would you comment on that? Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> point, actually. Um, So we have had th- now three different email platforms. So I actually really do like processes and doing things the same way, but I found that it's just not very compatible The financial industry is always changing and Hightower is always changing. So I've had to change up how I send out emails um, and, you know, just being able to learn different softwares, you're going to need to be able to do that. And no matter if you like being set in your ways, if you're in this industry, you're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone. So I know that one of the things that is, I found really uh, valuable when I first started working with you is that you really we're not from the industry. You really didn't have a passion for finance, right? Mm-hmm. And which is really how the, the majority of our clients are. You know, they're, they partner with us because they want a partner who can help them achieve the goals a lot of times with doing things that they don't necessarily enjoy doing. So when you look at your own personal financial world, how, does that help you think about how to maybe communicate with some of the clients that we have and, and how you're communicating? Like, you know, you're married of a house, you know, you're saving for goals, things like that. How does your personal life really impact how you communicate? Well, I would like to say that I don't have 
any interest. I do. I came into this having some interest in the financial aspect because out of in my relationship, I, that's kind of my role. Um, I communicate with my husband, but he trusts me to kind of make decisions. Um, he, he knows that I'll come to him with whatever I decide to do. But it definitely has been great for communicating with clients because we send out, we do market notes, weekly wisdoms every week. And I'll read through them and I'll realize like, I just don't understand what this is too technical for me. And so I'll realize, you know, if it's too technical for me, it's probably too technical for the vast majority of our clients. So if it is, I will try and like talk to Justin or Samantha maybe and just kind of try and rework things that we send out in a way that is in English for our customers. Because sometimes I feel like the financial industry, it's like, speaking a different language, all the acronyms, all the different things out there, products, it can be really confusing for people that didn't grow up and didn't go to school in this type of environment. So I think that it really helps me understand where the clients are coming from because, um, you know, Justin or Samantha or even you, Tim, you may think that it makes sense, but the client may be like, I have never heard of this word in my life. (laughs) For sure. So I try and view everything that I write, read, and put out through the lens of what the client's going to think. And and just like all of our clients are very different, they like to receive the information different ways, email, video, et cetera. Our, our advisors also are different, right? So Blair versus Steve, myself, Justin, Samantha, I imagine it takes a different focus for each one of us in order to really like what's my niche? What is my core client versus Samantha versus Blair? How do I like to communicate? I always tease Blair that he's, he says he's verbal, you know, he doesn't necessarily oh, yeah. want to write blogs. Right. So, you know, how, as part of your job, how do you, how do you manage that? That's a great point. Everyone is totally different here. And I've kind of had to tailor my approach. Like you said, Blair is very verbal. Steve is a great writer. Um, It's just like, I try and push things out through the client, uh, the channels that clients are in. I also try and reach advisors where they're at and what their preferences are, what they like to do. You know, we had an article written by Steve and it did really well because that's his, his passion is researching. His passion is writing. Whereas Blair, you know, when he was on the podcast, I thought he did a fantastic job because he is a talker. He's great at doing that. So I'm just trying to reach every advisor where they're at and their preferences, not trying to push them to do something they don't want to do. Although I can say I have done that to every member of our (laughs) team. I'm the one that's like, send me pictures for the newsletter and things like that. But yeah, it's really just trying to reach them where they're at and find out what they prefer to do. And then as a, you know, you mentioned you're a lifelong learner. What's maybe one professional skill or something you want to learn this year and into next year that'll help you communicate with our clients a little better? I mean, better, you're, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say that, but go ahead. This one maybe not is specifically for clients, but I think I'd like to be better at like copywriting for advertisements, whether it's Google, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. I'm decent at copywriting. I have written a few blogs for the team already, but I think copywriting for ads is a whole different thing. You have to be able to be concise, which is, I have to say, not one of my strong suits. I tend to write a little bit more. So I want to be able to write concise, very clear and actionable ads that can maybe help prospects that are looking for a great financial advisor and bring them to us where we can help them. Yeah, I know when I 
write things, I usually send them to my wife, Nancy, and she always sends it back. It says, less is more, Tim. <laughs> less is more. Yeah, Nancy is the best. She has uh, also done the same for me plenty of times. Awesome. So beyond business, um, tell me about it. Tell me a fun fact about you, about what you do outside of work. Um, so outside of work, I spend a lot of time at home gardening or reading um, with my husband, Parker, and our cats, uh, Cleo and Zora. I had to give them a shout out. <laughs> of course. But yeah, I like to garden. Right now, we're growing some peppers, and we have some gourds and pumpkins, too. Um, we actually just, funny thing, um, threw some of our seeds from the pumpkins we got at the pumpkin patch last year, and they just started growing. So oh, nice. we're excited to see how that ends up. But yeah, I, I like to read a lot and travel. So those are kind of my three passions. And, and I know you just went on an amazing trip. Do you want to talk briefly or just quickly about where you went? Yeah, sure. So I just got back from Alaska um, at the end of June, and it was an amazing experience. I highly recommend it to anyone that's interested in wildlife. Um I think we saw like 50 bald eagle eagles while we were there. It was crazy. We saw a grizzly bear. We saw all sorts of animals. If you're into wildlife, if you're into nature, it's really a great place. I can't recommend it enough. Awesome. Then uh, how about on your bucket list? What's a, a trip you might have in the future? Oh, yeah. Um, my husband will know this. I, I'm not only indecisive, but I want to travel everywhere. So that's kind of a hard question. I'd love to go to Portugal. I'd love to go to Egypt, Peru. There's literally, I could go anywhere. Um, I think for my next trip, I might just have to see which flights are most reasonable. So, cause it's hard for me to decide. All right. Well, maybe um, for clients in the future, we need to have you be the <laughs> the travel expert. Oh yeah. Provide some maybe I'd blogs and information about how to, how to travel around the world. Yeah. Maybe I might have to write an article on something like that if anyone is interested. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. And so Eric, I just wanted to make sure that I introduced Gina because she's a really, really critical part of our team. Um, if we didn't have Gina here, you know, a lot of the things we we're doing, a lot of the strategies, but a lot of the current events, you know, the things that happened during COVID and how we're responding to the marketplace just wouldn't get out. And, and we, I don't, I don't think we would be communicating nearly as well with our clients. So I just want to make that introduction, and I'm just delighted that Gina's here with us. Well, Thanks, I Tim. am. I am so happy that Gina joined you today as well. Gina, I, I've I've just got one question. <laughs> you, you want to travel everywhere, right? You, you talked right. about that. First of all, I have a suggestion. You said you'd write about it, but really, a podcast, a travel yeah, podcast. I might you know, have just to. To maybe travel tips. So, you know, from uh, from High Tower would be would be a fun yeah. podcast to do, and you could represent. But that being said to the side, what is your favorite food? I want to know because if you if you like to travel, I'm assuming that you like to sample different cuisines as well. So what is your favorite food? Oh, so I'd have to say I'm a big pasta fan. I love fettuccine Alfredo. So it, that's maybe not like as exotic maybe as you were hoping. But yeah, I could eat that probably every day. It's one of my go-to dishes for cooking too. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I, I love, that's one of my favorite parts about traveling. I know that when we went to Alaska, um, we had so much seafood. I had to take a little bit of a break from it. <laughs> exactly. We had a big crab leg. It was mm. definitely the best meal. Um, and that was in Skagway. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that when you travel, you book a tour, a food tour, because you'll get a guide that's from the local area. And I know that they do this in most places and they'll, you know, have you taste all the local cuisine. And so if you're ever traveling, see if they have a tour like that, because 
I've had some of the best food that I've ever had doing tours like that. So just a little tip. Travel tips with Gina. I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, this is in the future. Tim. I know. I agree. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> all right. This has been fantastic. Tim, any closing thoughts from you? Just that we really try to provide comprehensive planning, but you know that doesn't really matter. as it, it matters, but it doesn't matter as much if we're not providing great communication. And so we're just super happy and very grateful to have Gina with us. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody wants to reach out to you and your team, maybe speak to Gina in person, how do they get a hold of you guys? So if anyone wants to reach me, you can reach me via email at gstahl at hightoweradvisors.com. Or you can reach me at my direct line at 219-246-5708. Fantastic. Gina, great job on the podcast thank today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, Tim, thank you so much for bringing her on and introducing her to the entire audience. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wellstream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually does help other people find the show. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 